When you think of banking, you think of your traditional big banks, but most people rarely think about credit unions. Today, we will introduce you to Courtney Angeli, Community Development Director at the Cooperative Trust and the Filene Research Institute, and we will talk about the credit union movement, the mission, and the impact. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted Best Credit Union in New Hampshire. So, Courtney, who is she? Where does she work? What does she do? Let's talk about Uh, that. Okay. Um, Who am I? Wow. What an existential question. I won't go too deep into the philosophical side of who I am. Um, I would say that I am an emerging leader, rising professional, probably emerged a little bit through my new, through my role at Filene, which is actually not so new. Um, But what I get to do is I get to serve emerging leaders across North America um, in the cooperative finance or credit union space as most of you probably know it as. And for me, that's, it's honestly something that I've always wanted to do. So this is where I'm going to get super philosophical. Working in a credit union in Southern California, my boss would always ask me, Courtney, what do you really want to do? I'm like, well, gosh, I think that I want to be able to go places, you know, go to conferences. I think I want to be able to talk to people, just ask them questions about like, who they are and what they do and you know what makes them tick. Um, and I'd really like to have an office with whiteboard walls that I could just write stuff down on and just have all these ideas. And at the time I was working in a contact center um, and he was a really great boss because we could have those conversations. Um, but he's like, Courtney, I, you know, I can't do that for you here. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, and so then it became a question of, so what does that actually mean? And how do I translate that into a career? Um, Flash forward to what I get to do now. I get to go places. I get to go to conferences. Um, I get to talk to people, whether it's credit union CEOs, other credit union leaders, emerging leaders, speakers of all kinds. I get to ask them questions about what they get to do. Um, And I do actually have some walls at Filene that have whiteboard paint on them. That was unplanned. And I just rolled up and was like, whoa, this is crazy. You manifested that. Yeah, a little bit, right? Um, So in short, people are still probably like, so what do you actually do? Um, So what I do is I run an emerging leader program where we engage with credit union professionals, like I said, across North America. We bring them to different conferences, different events um, to expose them to the leaders that are leading um, cooperative finance in America. Um, The idea is that we're exposing them to these leaders, they're able to ask questions, they're able to build their own networks um, with each other. Um, That's one thing about the credit union industry that's really special is, while it is big, it is also very small. And the folks that work in this industry, whether they're at, you know, um, Triangle Credit Union or Schools First Federal Credit Union across, like, across to the other coast, um, you build these relationships. And so I get to facilitate emerging leaders, rising professionals to create those bonds earlier on. Um, Hopefully they stay in the industry so that way they're leading them, you know, later on. Um, But that's what I get to do. Long story, not short. 
Well, first of all, I think I want to go back to what you said when you were at your credit union in Southern California and your, you know, your boss asked you what you wanted to do. Kudos to him for, first of all, asking the question and admitting that he might not be able to facilitate that for you, but he helped pave the way to get you where you are today. So that's pretty awesome to hear. I love that. Yeah. Um, I actually, I would even add to that piece. That was actually one of my biggest learnings as a person, like a young person, just starting my career in management is really being honest with yourself, always important. Um, But if you're working for the right people at the right place, being honest about your development, your career wants and needs shouldn't be a scary conversation because if your leader is a good leader, you know, they probably want to keep you as long as they possibly can, but isn't that the best sign of, of what they've been able to do for you when you go off and do amazing things. And so that was one piece of the experience, you know, for, for any person listening that I, I would always, always recommend is be honest, but don't start to let your job slip. Right. Like he was able to support me exploring different things because um, I was still able to fulfill, you know, my job. Um, But he also knew that I was going to interview at Filene and he was able to support that. And I was able to get time off work. And it wasn't this experience where my bridge was burned. It was this experience that like we now still have conversations and it was actually one of it's something that I will take with me wherever I go and whoever I work with that's just something that's super important to me that I need in a leader personally. I love that. That's awesome. Um, I would also say that when you, when you say that you're going to take that with you, I assume that you're going to, I guess, when you say that you're going to pay it forward, you're going to, anyone that you're mentoring or you're developing, you're going to ask them those same questions that were asked of you. And you're going to try to point them in that direction that they want to go to. Absolutely. And that's the the other piece of of what's so exciting about what I I have the honor of doing. Um, Oftentimes, folks do want to call and talk talk through some of those challenges. Um, And I think there's this really interesting shift in the nature of the nature of how people want to work and the things that are really important to them. And this idea that I have to work really hard so that way I can get promoted so I can be the manager and then I'm going to be the vice president and then I'm going to be the chief and then I'm going to be the CEO. And I don't, and that's wonderful. I love it when people want to climb all the way to the top, but it's also okay when you don't and you're, you find happiness in, in other things. And I, I, and obviously not everyone's a CEO and I hate the myth of scarcity because if you want the job, like go for the job. Um, And also I just want people to be able to reflect honestly about what really is going to get them up in the morning and make them happy about what they're doing, because that's really going to make, this is going to sound super naive. That's what's going to make the world a better place. And, and I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Yeah. No, that's, I couldn't have put that any better to be perfectly honest with you. So Courtney, where do you live? Not to be like too personal, but. Oh no, that's, that's fine. You can totally get personal. I think that's the best part of life. Um, I live in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So So are are you a cheese head? No, I actually was born and raised in Southern California. So I've Mm -hmm. lived in Madison now for about 
four years, actually. My four-year anniversary living in the Midwest was in September. So, Wow. I really fell in love with the idea of working in the credit union space in just sort of a, a bigger capacity. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but Madison, Wisconsin is like the credit union capital of the world, sort of. I mean, self-proclaimed in a well, sense. Well, wait, Nashua, New Hampshire. We already have that title, so. <laughs> oh, that's fair because the Credit Union Museum is there, right? Yes. Oh, that's, okay, I'm that's like fair. completely no. yanking your chain. We have nothing. <laughs> I will give you that, actually. <laughs> well, if we think about where credit unions actually started, it really is New England, the East Coast. And so that's fair. You know, it's interesting because St. Mary's Bank is like the first credit union in, in forever. And it's like the word, they, they actually have the word bank in their title. And it's like, yeah. dude, <laughs> what are you doing to us? <laughs> I know it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny. So, so do you, do you prefer the Midwest over Southern California then? Gosh, yes, mostly. Yeah, mostly I do. I mean, it's a different, it's a different lifestyle. Um, and I think it could be different. I mean, Madison is a, is a city in like the middle of farmland. So mm. it's, if I go anywhere outside of Madison, it's different. And I don't know if I would answer that question the same way. Um, it's a lot more rural, which is wonderful. I love traveling like outside and seeing that, but um, I can walk everywhere in this city and the food is great and it's really livable and it's affordable mm. and it just, I feel like I'm in a big city, even though it's really small. But I will say the one thing that I really dislike about it is there's zero anonymity because it is so small. So if you're walking around downtown, you're going to see someone, you know, at least one like person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like here, we, every time we go out, we always bump into somebody. So. Okay. So, Will, that's, that's your family, <laughs> A, right? So you can't discount your family. So Courtney, like that. what's the population of Madison? Oh no. Um, I'm just wondering how it compares to Nashville. Like we, we have a city of about 80,000. So I'm going to Google it because I don't actually know the answer to that. And I think the Google will tell me very quickly. Um, um, okay. So Madison, Wisconsin has 254,000 wow. people as of 2019. Wow. So downtown is a pretty small community. There's a lot of neighborhoods. And so you have like the east side, the west side, mm. and it, it's really, it's actually grown. It's been growing quite a bit. So just depending upon like the neighborhood that you're in, yeah. um, I'm downtown specifically. So I see people all the time. So I watch HGTV like all the time. And there's a, um, there's a show on called Good Bones and it's a mother and, and daughter and they're out of Indianapolis. And they, you, the way you just described Madison is exactly how they would describe Indianapolis. I think it's because it's like, oh, funny. it's like set in, um, you know, it's a fairly large city, right? But mm -hmm. it has its own sections. So when yeah. they talk about, oh, we're in this neighborhood or this neighborhood and, oh, this neighborhood is growing faster than that section. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like how it yeah. is. Yeah. And we're experiencing a lot of that. Um here, the city is really interested in growth and bringing people in and supporting technology and software jobs. And so that has actually has been a really huge part of the city's push over the last few years. Um, 
So we, we're getting a lot of young people that are coming in, which is exciting, but then that's also gentrifying some neighborhoods. And so it's this really interesting, and I'm not from here. And so I'm seeing a lot of the new constructions. And so I sort of see uh, like two very different sides of the city that people have lived there their whole life. It's completely right. different than what they, they grew up with. So during the uh during the gac conference that you hosted um a couple months ago now or last year they um you guys were talking about i think it was like a leadership development conference type of thing that you guys do in madison every year is that am i making that up or is or is, or is that true no that is true so we didn't have the opportunity to host it in madison last year that was through credit right. union national association um yeah. i want to say they might be doing it in 2022 i actually haven't heard but yes we do by we you know we partner with credit union national association the cooperative trust um and yeah. we will bring emerging leaders to madison um Filene has done some events also in, in Madison. We actually tried to host an event in Madison in October and that did not go over well with a lot of people because it gets really cold here. <laughs> but sometimes it's not like yesterday it was 70 degrees. So it really just depends. It's yeah. Sometimes it can also snow. So sounds a lot like here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that YP program, um, that's really open, I want to say, for any credit union national association members, um, folks that wanted to just get more involved. And they do a wide variety of other sort of like webinar style programming for people that want to get involved with that program. Right. Nice. Yeah. Um, so when you first started at the credit union in, you know, Southern California, what brought you there? Why did you start at a credit union? Yeah, I actually really love to share this story because not many people know this about me. Um, I had a very troubled upbringing. So when I was in high school, I didn't really go a lot. Um, and that created some issues, right? You, as, a, as a teenager, it's really important that you actually show up and go to school. Um, otherwise, the school starts to get really concerned, you start to get behind, and then you have a lot that you have to make up on. So um, I just really made a lot of poor choices as a young person. And the reason why I like to share this story is one, I still had a lot of privilege that allowed me to be successful. But two, there were still a lot of challenges and things that I had to overcome that I think it's important for young people not to limit themselves just because they've made mistakes in their past. So all that to say is I was at a continuation high school in Southern California. I was super behind. Um, but at this point, I was had made up all my credits. I'm about to graduate senior year and a credit union came to my high school. And one, I thought that was really cool because it wasn't about being a member at the credit union. It was at, actually about coming to work at the credit union. And I had really, like, honestly, I had really turned my life around. I was a lot more positive. You know, I was going to college. I had all these plans and it was really exciting. And I just remember a teacher saying, man, Courtney, you would be really good working there. And I'm like, hmm, oh, cool. All right, sweet. You know, and she talked about the benefits and she talked about, you know, service and like all these things. And I'm like, hmm, all right, that might be kind of cool. So I sort of just kept that in my back pocket. Um, it was actually school's first federal credit union that came to the school to talk to us about that. Um, I actually became a member six months later of the credit union. And uh, 
long another side note of this um because this i think is super important is i actually didn't start there right away i actually started working at a savings and loan and was laid off during the global financial crisis and couldn't oh. find work and i ended up graduating from college so they came to you know schools first came to talk to us and i was like this is in my back pocket then i go to college start working at a savings loan in a contact center i get laid off and i honestly didn't know what to do so finished school um got my degree and then thought shoot well maybe i could just apply at schools first like they came to my high school and i remembered it and this was five years later um and so i applied and they hired me and it was almost like this really kismet situation and it's so funny oftentimes people say they fall into credit unions and i i did and i didn't um the credit union came and planted a seed and they came and talked to a group of a group of folks that i would say normally wouldn't have had that opportunity to have that conversation and so it's a little bit of wow i'm really grateful they came and talked to my class i don't know if i would have thought about working there um, i'm really grateful my teacher said man i think you'd be really good at that so i don't think we should ever discount um, when people are supportive of those kinds of things. Um, right. And then also it just try something new like that working for the credit union honestly changed my life as well. So that was a really long answer. No, that's a great Maybe answer. I a, yeah, I actually have a little bit of a follow up. So sure. in terms of like what you wanted to do in life, I mean, did you ever, um, did you have those ideas early on? Yeah, so I, oh my gosh, if you would have asked me pre high school, pre like troubled days, I would, I wanted to be the first female president of the United States. <laughs> who, yeah, honestly, Courtney, who didn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a lofty uh, goal. Actually, I think I might have that in my yearbook. <laughs> yeah. And then freshman year happened. I was like, oh no, they would not let that happen. <laughs> um, and then, um, Actually, but when I graduated high school, I, I had the intention of going into um, the medical field. So I actually wanted to be um, a registered nurse. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll go pre-med. And then they're like, you know how much math you need to do for that? And I was like, oh, shoot, how much? And they're like, five semesters of math. And I'm like, no, thank you. Um, pivot. But that's also, that also, to, I'm really glad you asked that question, because that is something that also is one of those choices, right, that you make a decision. I'm at my junior college, I want to go pre-med five semesters of math. And she actually had to like map out what that would mean. Like how old would I be by the time I was done with my math before I could actually even get into medical school. Um, so those types of decisions were super important. So anyway, I hope that answered your question. So, so anti-math was like one of the major factors for- Yes, yeah. And it's funny because it. people are like, but you're in financial services and also, I get to talk to people. I don't, I don't do the finance side right. of that. I agree. Right. Yeah. I remember I've been in the credit union industry for over 10 years now. This past July was 10 years. And it was just when I first applied, it was just, man, I need a job. At the time I was, um, I was working at a gym and I needed to get out of that. I was working in Massachusetts at the time. I lived in New Hampshire or I live in New Hampshire. And it was just the commute and it was just, I needed to get out of there. So I was a member here at Triangle Credit Union and I was like, oh, let me see if they're hiring. And sure enough, they were and I was hired. And I've been here ever since. And it's been, 
particularly this credit union. I mean, I, I don't have any experience anywhere else, but Triangle has been really good about self, like developing their employees as best as yeah. they can. And, and I think it sounds like that's kind of the, the way that many credit unions, if not all of them look at their employees, they want to, they want to promote self-development and help them in any way they can to get them where they want to be. Um, so yeah, that's awesome one. And I have a very similar experience. I, you know, I was a member and I loved how they treated me as a member. Um, it was amazing. And I think that's such an important point is it's such a community, right? Yes. It's Mm -hmm. a financial institution, but we care deeply about the people that we are meant to serve. Um, right. And that means that not only do we care deeply about our members, but credit unions care deeply about their teams. And that right. is so, so incredibly special. Um, and it's, it's also pretty cool that, you know, <laughs> you're working for a financial institution, you know, that does give you some level of knowledge. Um, but to your point of like development and then helping you actually build wealth and then helping others do that too. It's, it's really, it's really quite powerful. Right. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I wanted just to, I guess, maybe change gears just a little bit, Courtney, but so you and Will have, um, I can't remember if you attended virtually, Will, and like when you first yep. met Courtney. Yeah, it was virtual, the GAC conference. Okay. So, and so GAC stands for? Uh, uh, the governmental affairs conference. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. So Courtney, in your role that, you know, when you're at a conference like that, um, what exactly are you focused? Like, what are your, what are you, what's your role at these conferences? That is an excellent question. The best so, host in the world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's very she, kind. He's a great facilitator. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's a, actually a huge, a huge piece of it is facilitation. Um, I would say pre-conference is also super important. Um, and that's just getting people to come. <laughs> so recruitment and all that good stuff, but also determining who, who is going to come and talk to the group. Um, so what is the content that the conference is actually going to be, you know, administering to the, the folks that are showing up? And so really understanding that piece is super important. So what I'm doing while I'm there is one, I'm trying to figure out, okay, who's actually here? Um, Who's here that wants to talk to this group? Who's here that wants to talk to this group and has a super compelling story that will also have a really great conversation. So I'm playing connector. Um, Oftentimes I do get to see who's coming in advance. So I get to be a little more planful. but really the idea is that I'm facilitating conversations um, between the folks that are coming and the people that are really just solidified in the industry. So, um, you know, the credit union leaders and the, my whole hope, like I walk away from a conference and I'm, I say I am successful if at least one person that attended feels like, holy cow, that was incredible. This session moved me. I'm inspired to go talk to my boss about this, or I'm inspired to, start this new project at my credit union or, oh, now I actually understand, like, what does it mean to, to be an advocate for a credit union? Like, if there's one person I can take away one simple thing that just makes them feel more connected to the movement, that for me is a success. Um, 
and that typically well, happens successful. at least once. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I got, that's why I actually, that's how I found out about fighting. I crashed the governmental affairs conference in 2016. And so back to your previous question about what did I want to be? I think it was what I want to be when I grew up. And I said the first, you know, female president, I've always been so fascinated with politics. So interesting. I never in a million years would have thought working at a credit union would have gotten me to sit down in my state legislator's office and have a conversation. Like what? I never would have thought that like, and that's not uncommon. Um, members can advocate in that way too. Credit union employees can advocate in that way. And um, it just, it's so multifaceted. There's so many things that I never would have thought that the credit union touches and it absolutely does. Absolutely, Excellent. Hey guys, uh, we're just going to take a short break uh, to hear from our sponsor and then we're going to come back. Okay. Are you looking for a job in the financial services industry? Or maybe you're open to exploring new, exciting career opportunities. Join our exceptional team at Triangle Credit Union. We are currently hiring for many positions from frontline to back office staff, and we offer competitive compensation packages that include medical and dental benefits, a 401k, a pension plan, and more. Join an award-winning credit union with a focus on serving the community. Visit trianglecu.org to check current openings and to apply. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Yay. So, Courtney, what are some ways that cooperative finance um, helps build healthy communities? Oh, gosh. Okay. So, this question is really important. Um, and there's so many different answers. So, I'm going to try to keep this real, like really reeled in. Um, Cooperative finance is important to building healthy communities because it allows the people that are in the community to actually serve the people that live and breathe and work. Um, that is why credit unions started. Um, we began because we needed to serve folks that were not getting services um, from other banks and other financial institutions. Um, and we know that having financial access to a bank account, a checking account, a credit card, those are all vital to actually being able to function as a citizen in the world, not just the United States, like globally. Um, these are tools that not everyone has access to. Um, and not only do they not have access to, it's the differences in how folks can even access this information. Um, and it can even span deeper than that, right? Um, so as we think about what it actually is going to take to help people start to build generational wealth, um, and what I mean by that is like for me, me, for instance, um, when my parents died, I received an inheritance. That is a privilege. That is not a privilege that everyone has. Um, I had some of my college paid for it. That's a privilege that not everyone experiences. And so when we think about these layers, like, yes, my life was hard. And also there were things that made it easier right out the gate. Cooperative finance can help eliminate some of those barriers because we can start to actually hear the problems um, and it's this idea of co-creating this world and, and actually like listening to human beings and what they need. And it's so, it's so funny. Again, I'm going to go long winded here and I do this every single time you think about Costco, right? And they, and they sell this chicken and it, they lose money on this chicken, but they br it brings people in the door and they're going to buy this chicken and it's fine if they buy it or they don't buy it. But it doesn't matter that they're losing money on this chicken because they know that they're doing other things. 
And so I think about credit unions in that way where we have such an opportunity to help coach where it's not just saying, okay, you're going to call and talk to someone on the phone, but they're going to actually provide really like they're going to be your partner in better understanding what decisions you're making, how that might impact you, um, that you don't have to feel shame about your money because sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times that is something that happens. Um, and so when we think about building these communities, it's really about the fact that we're boots on the ground, we're here. Um, and a lot of folks don't get to see that and we're super connected. Um, I mean, Bank of America, I'm not to like talk trash on a bank or anything. Um, they're expansive, they're global. You know, Triangle has a footprint in the community that you serve. Like you're sponsoring sports teams. Like I don't, I'm assuming you are doing different kinds of things like that, but there's different things that you're doing in your community that matter to your community. Um, so, yeah. So what advice do you have for people looking to make a career change or start a new job in the credit union space? First off, I would like to say welcome. <laughs> welcome home. No, I'm teasing. Um, and it's not that creepy, but <laughs> you know, I would say if you're looking to make a difference and not in a cheesy way, but in a way that is is actually measurable impact. If you're looking to make a difference in your community, but you think how how does working at a credit union fit into what I can do, whether you're in marketing or in IT or you know strategic thinking or an organizational planning whatever whatever it is facilities my goodness there's a, a place for you and what's so phenomenal about about it is you're coming to work for a credit union doing something that you hopefully love to do and the outcome of what you're doing is actually improving the lives of people that live you know improving people's lives so i would say one um if you just feel like something's missing and you the value of what you want to do isn't in your job, um, take a look at a credit union. Uh, it's it's one of those spaces as as Wilmer mentioned. Um, not only do they care deeply about their members, but they care deeply about their team members too. Um, so I, I always say check it out because you learn these skills that is also multifaceted. So I think, and you all can tell me if I'm wrong here, but. We all wear many hats in the credit union space. It's not just, we, we don't just do one thing. We do many different things. Um, and it's never, it's never boring. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. I love the story too. I, I like your beginnings and how you, everything started and where you are now. It's really inspiring. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's like I said, not many people know. I mean, I'm not, I don't hide it. I just, it doesn't come up often in conversations so right yeah so what's one piece of financial advice you like to share with our listeners courtney oh my gosh okay this might sound twofold um actually this is twofold one please don't be afraid of credit hmm. and i say that that doesn't mean go out and spend all kinds of money it <laughs> just don't be afraid of credit. I, I am always nervous when someone says I don't have a credit card or, and I've never had one and they're very proud of it. Um, yeah. that scares me a little bit. And it's not to say that that's, it just, it scares me because that limits the ability for all kinds of other things in, in someone's life. So, and there are 
healthy forms of credit. So like, just don't be afraid of credit. Um, the other, I'm gonna give two pieces. I'm sorry, I, I have to give no. two. The other piece is um, start getting financial help early. And by financial help, like a financial advisor, which you will likely be able to get at your credit union, sit down mm -hmm. with them and really understand savings in the sense of your lifestyle, what you want and how you can continue to build wealth over time and do it young. And Got listen it. to your parents. I didn't at all. And I rebelled completely. It was so stupid. And I work in financial services and I made every single mistake that we told, we tell people not to do. Oh, you um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it can be really, really hard. And it, it's not always about what you want today. But sometimes it's about really making that that really healthy decision that is going to make tomorrow just a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have one random question that I thought of a few minutes ago, actually. And when you were talking about what you wanted to do, you have all you wanted somewhere where you could write down all your ideas. You want to talk to people. You want to, I guess, for lack of a better word, you want to be a leader. You know. Um, do you have you ever considered having a podcast of your own in this space because i could totally see you <laughs> doing something like this um so i actually started a live stream chat interviewing thing oh it was okay it's still out there you can actually go to the cooperative trust youtube channel you can okay. watch the videos um they're not terrible. They're actually pretty, the, the content is very good. Where it got really bad is I am not a video editor. Um, I did not have the capacity to really learn that skill. Um, and then also, you know, the pandemic happened and people yeah. were like, we're all gonna work from home. And I, there were some of those videos where mouths didn't match up and people were frozen. And it's mm -hmm. really hard to watch a video that looks terrible. Um, so, but I do have some stuff. So if you want to go check it out, I encourage all of you to watch and don't laugh too much. Yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll try to find it. We'll try to find it and see if we can link it up in the show notes. But no, I yeah. say that because you're a great speaker. You obviously have a very awesome story that, and you love talking to people and you mentioned that you want to learn more about people and what kind of makes them tick. So that just sets up, that sounds like the ingredients for a podcast that I'd listen to anyway. So. Oh gosh. Well, maybe 2022 I'll, I'll set some new audacious goals for myself. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Look forward to seeing that. Yes. All right. So Courtney, let's tell people how they can get in touch with you. Oh yes. Um, please get in touch with me. Um, anytime you can reach me. Um, gosh, by email, Courtney A at Filene.org. There is no you in my name. So that might be a little confusing for some folks, but it's Courtney with no you, A at Filene.org. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, Courtney Angeli is my name. Um, I work at Filene Research Institute, so you can follow me there. Uh, and, and honestly, Email is great. I would love to chat with all of you. I would likely even send you a link to my calendar directly if you even wanted to just hop on the call and or hop on a call and have a conversation. Um, whether you work in a credit union or you don't work in a credit union and you're just curious about the industry and what you think 
you might be able to do in it, um, I would love to have that conversation with you and hopefully give you some really good advice. Perfect. So before we let you go, we started recently, I think the last few episodes, a rapid fire segment where we just kind of ask you this or that and you pick one. You don't really have to explain why. You just pick one as quickly as you can and we move on to the next one. So that's pretty much okay. what the rapid fire segment is. So are you ready for that? I'm so excited. Yes. I'm like, this right. is making my day already. Okay. Perfect. All right. So football or basketball? Football. Uh, Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Toast or eggs? Toast. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Would you rather get a phone call or a text? Text. Me too. Um, <laughs> sneakers or sandals? Flip flops. Ooh, okay. Car or truck? Car. All right. And the last one, actually, no, second to last one, Coke or Pepsi? Ooh, Coca-Cola. Ooh, okay. And <laughs> the last one here, pancakes or waffles? Three. Oh my two, gosh. Waffles. One, Whoa, that right. was hard. <laughs> I literally was like, can I have a waffle on a pancake? <laughs> <laughs> so waffles it is. Perfect. Waffles. Well, Courtney, this was fun. Thank you for hopping on this call with us. And awesome. uh, thank you so much, Courtney. We had we learned a lot about you and what you what you do and filing and whatnot. So we really appreciate you hopping on this call with us. Yeah, it was my pleasure. And again, please um, feel free to reach out to me any any way that works for you. But I was really honored to be asked to join, and I hope that my story inspires at least one person to even be a little bit intrigued about coming to work for a credit union. Absolutely. Credit unions are awesome. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been the Making Money Personal Podcast with Will and Terry. For more information on all of Triangle Credit Union's products and services, feel free to visit us at trianglecu.org. If you have any questions or a subject that you'd like us to cover in a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org and we'll do our best to cover it on a show. Thank you and take care. See you later, guys.